Dexter Stucky presents Industry, Industry Friends. Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stucky. I have in the building with me today a firefighter, a photographer, a real estate developer, an EMT, a man who's planning a wedding, Mr. Antonio Smith. Hello. hello. Hey, Tone. Uh, Tone is uh, he's a part of the Philadelphia Fire Department. Yes. And Tone and I met, you know, I start to show off with a personal story. Tone and I actually met through a mutual friend. And I would say in the most organic way possible, but now that I think about it, it was not because uh, he's the worst when it comes to introductions because we've been <laughs> around each other multiple occasions. It was never like a, hey, Dexter, this is Tone. Hey, Tone, this is Dexter. Yeah. Ever. But um, we finally <laughs> met. <laughs> we finally met on like a boys trip in Vegas, which was probably like the highlight of my 2018. Yeah, that definitely was fun. That was very fun. Really good trip. Um. And and then as I'm on Tone's Instagram, I'm like, this is one of the most fascinating people I've ever met in my life. Like I said in the introduction, this man is an EMT. He's a firefighter. He's a real estate developer recently, right? Yeah, recently. And he's also planning a wedding. Yeah. So how do you juggle all those things and still, and, and you just today, you were just doing a shoot. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you're all over the place. You're always doing something. How do you juggle that and stay sane? Uh, me personally, I try not to think about it. Mm-hmm. I look at other people's, their work ethics, and I notice that once people say, forget about the stress of it and just go forward, yeah. you go further. Okay. okay. Once you start thinking about the downfalls and all the negativity, you stop. You stop your stride. But I, I forget about all that, put that behind me, and keep moving forward. Okay. I, I haven't slept yet. <laughs> okay. So so lack of sleep and keeping, keeping it pushing. Yes. <laughs> now... You're a firefighter, which is what really made me like want to bring you in today, because I remember when I was in third grade, I was a part of a, a black history program. We were all on the stage and they were asking us like six guys or whatever. And they were asking us, what do you want to be when you get older? And every single one of the guys was like, I want to be a police officer or a firefighter. And I remember myself saying like, oh, I want to be the ice cream man. <laughs> That's a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm lactose intolerant. So that, that dream, that ship is sailed. But um Growing up, everybody wanted to be a firefighter. Everybody wanted to be a police officer. It was something that everybody talked about. Your parents told you, look into being a police officer, look, a bit, look into being a firefighter. Like, that was, like, a common, like, job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a career path that everybody knows about. But when we get older and start to get into our career paths, like, that's not something that a lot of people choose. Yeah. So what led you to that path? Uh, actually, I had an uncle. I have an uncle. I not had. I have an uncle. Okay. That's a firefighter. And... I always, I always looked at his profession, but I never actually knew how to get on. Like I was, I never at once asked him mm -hmm. how to get on. And I went to Career Link, okay, uh, on Spring Garden one day, and I noticed that they had firefighters, the sign up class for the fire fire department. So I ended up taking the test, and it was just a whim. Really? And I made it. <laughs> you know, because I remember the mutual friend that we have that he would post things about you in college, which means you guys were in the same school together. Yeah. So this wasn't something that you were like you wanted to do all, all along. Like it was something that you like you just said, like it was like a whim. I actually I always a couple, a couple jobs I wanted to be when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. a firefighter, a zoologist. OK. A artist and a musician. So, and basically, you're all those things now, minus the two <laughs> Yeah. Well, I take pictures of animals, so I guess that's... Oh, so you're in there. <laughs> that's, it's interesting to me because it kind of falls in line with exactly 
why I wanted to bring you in here, like why I thought this made sense, because firefighters are some, like people that are they're obviously necessary. They're obviously somebody that we always need and, and want to have around, but people don't know how to get into it. Yeah. And you said you, you found a place in Philadelphia Spring Garden, Career Link, and you took the test, and then what? I took the test. I waited to see if I got in. Mm-hmm. I was actually driving with one of my uh, close friends, and I opened up my email on my phone and saw the fire department had contacted me. Said, mm-hmm. "Congratulations! Once you get the congratulations, you like it's real." It's real. No, yeah. How <laughs> long was that process? Uh three years. Wow! It actually, took three years. I took the test in 2013 mm-hmm. and got the job 2016. Now I know people who have tried to go out to be firefighters. They've I guess taking the test and everything like that. And then there's like a physical, there's a part that's like physically demanding. Yes. And I know a lot of people don't pass that aspect of it. Yes. is uh, The physical part is to me is more mental. Mm-hmm. Like we always say yeah, it's physically demanding, but it's actually more mental because once your mental is there, you can get over the physical very easily. Now, as, as far as it being physical, what exactly are you doing? Uh, are you, allowed to, are you allowed to tell? I don't know. Yeah, if it's for a, the qualifications, okay. you had to run a mile and a half in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, do as many push-ups as you can, as many sit-ups as you can within two minutes, uh, as many pull-ups as you can within one minute. And if you got a good enough record, you was able to qualify. So basically you're saying I have no hope. I have no chance of being no, a firefighter. You absolutely have hope. I, Everyone has hope. The pull-ups, this, the, the push-ups, like I'm out. Nah, you you would be surprised. Yeah. Everybody has hope. Okay. Every is that's that's one thing that I think we should clear out is anyone can do it. Okay. Well, in a sense, anyone can do it if you push push yourself to do it. Okay. Everything is accomplishable. I like that. <laughs> it, it gave me a little bit of confidence in myself. I like that a lot. Now, aside from the physical aspect of it, what else comes into it? Like, what what else is during this process? Mental. Okay mentally preparing yourself to actually sit down and study EMS, which is a whole nother language. What is what does that stand for? Uh EMS, emergency uh <laughs> emergency medical service. Okay. <laughs> Almost got see <laughs> lack of sleep, lack of sleep. <laughs> uh yeah, just understanding the medical fields, like medical terminologies, that's a whole nother monster. But once you once you can able able to uh comprehend everything, mm-hmm. you'll be good. It's interesting that you say that about the medical field, because when you think firefighter, automatically, I don't think medical. But now that you just said it, it does tie in together very well, yes. too. Um, and you're also an EMT. Yes. You have to become an EMT before you become a firefighter. But they train you within the academy. To so be an EMT. EMT. And why is that? Uh, to help people. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if there was like a... Yeah, the firefighters actually, we work the medic units as well. Like the ambulances that ride around, mm-hmm. we actually drive in those. Wait, so the so am, so when you see an ambulance you're driving, that's a firefighter driving those driving yeah, Sometimes, yes. And then when somebody, like you bring somebody out of a building or something like that and they have to get into an ambulance, that's a fire... Like usually those are firefighters? Sometimes they're firefighters or they're MTs and paramedics. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. That's that all that is the fire department. Anything that saves somebody is a fire department. Look at it like that. Okay. A lot of people don't know that EMTs, paramedics, they're all within the fire department. We're all under the same umbrella. Wow. And as far as being a firefighter, what's something that you deal with maybe on a daily basis or in general that's a challenge for you? Uh that's a challenge. People getting out of our way when we responding. Like driving? Driving, yes. 
everyone to try to drive in front of us and try to race to the light instead of just moving to the right. They'll race to the light and try to make the light. But they don't understand that once you get to the light, the light turn red, you have to stop. <laughs> and we still have to go. Exactly. So now you're causing mass chaos just because you didn't want to move to the right. You know what else I see people do? I see people when you hear like the ambulance coming down or the fire trucks coming down or even a police car, they would do this thing where if they're driving, they'll get behind you guys yes. to kind of like cut through. Is that something, if you guys see that, like what's your reaction to that? Uh, most of the time we can't really see them. We'll notice that someone is getting behind, but we can't really do nothing if you get behind. If you get behind, that's on you. If you get in front of us, then you're that's become up, that's you're when it's a problem. Up the process. Yeah. Yes. And then before, I know, and I know that like crime happens all the time. I'm fully aware of that. And I see it on the news all the time. But I feel like I didn't notice how dangerous fires were in a sense of like consistently happening. Like it's almost every yes. day until I start following you on social media. Oh. Like when you start <laughs> to post about like the fires and stuff, it's like, wow. Because like on the news, they show you when fires are happening, but they really yeah. only show you like the, the crazy ones, like the high alarm fires. But like, yeah, Following you, I see that it's every day. Yeah, it's, it's at least five structural fires a day in Philadelphia so far that I've noticed. And we get Philadelphia Fire Department, we actually get them out quick. Mm -hmm. So in that aspect, we have we have done a lot to get them, get everything situated with the fires and to help people that got uh, home displacement. We help them find houses and all that other spots to go to with. Uh, help with other friends, help with uh, other departments like Red Cross, you mm -hmm. know, uh, Pauls to help save animals that was in the fires and all that. So it's a lot of it's a lot that goes to just a, a regular house fire that a lot of people don't know about. Well, everything you just said just now, I didn't know about any of that. So after a fire happens, you guys take on the responsibility of helping people who were displaced. Yes, I remember a couple weeks ago. Um, well, maybe a month or so ago. It was in December, actually. It was like a, a like a massive fire. And it was like, a, I think it was like an apartment complex or something like that. And like a lot of people were displaced and a lot of people like had nowhere to go. So like you guys like step in in those situations? Yes. We have a cat team that actually goes out whenever a fire has, is occurring. Mm -hmm. We have a cat team that goes out and actually start putting in a process and uh, collecting all the resources needed for anybody that's in need of uh, shelter, anything yeah. like that, uh, few food, anything, they basically are there to help the people. Wow! And what does CAT stand for? Uh, <laughs> I'm at lost words right now. Okay, I, really... I was just curious because like every, everybody in every industry, they have all these acronyms, right? And in ours, like media and entertainment industries, we have like literally our stations are named after acronyms, and people are always like, well, "What does that mean?" And I'm always just like, "I don't know." Like we just have so <laughs> yeah. many acronyms. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly how we are. We have so many. Like you ride down the street, you see if uh, a fire department vehicle mm -hmm. and it has like AC on it, or then you see something they say DC, BC. Mm -hmm. You're like, uh, what do that stand for? Yeah, right yeah, yeah. off the bat, you really forget. But AC is acting chief, BC is battalion chief, and DC is, uh, I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Google okay. it always helps. Now, with that, does that mean that an active chief, acting chief is like riding on the truck at the time? or uh, No, acting chiefs, they're basically one of the big wigs. Okay. 
So they go on the big fires, the uh, two alarm fires. So like the apartment fire you were talking about, mm-hmm. they're actually there and they'll take control of the fire. Now, how do, how do the do fires get categorized? Uh, once, you, once you drive up to it and the officer that's there, whether it be a lieutenant or uh, a captain of a fire, depart- fire station, they'll put a call out and let you know how serious the fire is. Mm. And what other resources they will need for to help the fire get put out faster. Now, as far as resources, what that mean? Aside uh, from water, what else do you guys more use? More ladder trucks. Ladder trucks are the long trucks that carry the ladders. They basically do the search and rescues. And they do the ventilation of the houses, knocking out the windows and all that, making sure uh, all the smoke is released out of the house. Hmm. Then you have your fire trucks, uh, what you call engines. They're, short, they're the shorter trucks. They hold the water, 500 gallons. That's the actual truck I work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones that put out the fire. Gotcha. Take the hose line through in the house and put out the fire. Uh, on a typical fire, it's called a box, you will have four engines and two ladders and two chiefs, two battalion chiefs. And once the first engine, whoever, whoever this area is first, once they, once they get on scene, they basically tell about the fire. Tell FCC about the fire. Tell them everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what services, who they're putting to go in, and things like that. And after that, if you can't knock the fire down, you have to call in more engine trucks, more ladders. And then if it gets too serious, you have to call out a second box. And second. that's that's how you that's how you know like how yeah. severe it is. Wow. So like with the the fires in like California. When you guys see stuff like that, I mean, I know that we're not, um, luckily, we're not in the same type of situation that yeah. they're in. But for those guys out there and girls out there, when they're, how, how is it from your understanding, like, how do they deal with that when it's like a fire that it almost seems like you can't control it? Man, it is. <laughs> see, ours is, is definitely a whole completely different animal. Mm-hmm. Like those wildfires, like you said, they're, their winds spread. Yeah. So California has a lot of winds, so they can go anywhere. Then they don't have as many resources when it comes to water as we do. Yeah. And it's so, dry out there. Yeah, they're dry. So they're basically going out there in the middle of a fire with a shovel and a pitchfork. To get the dirt to try yeah, to cover it. Wow. Yeah, to try to build a, a basic borderline so the fire won't spread further. Mm-hmm. And then once they get that, to my knowledge is they try to get the uh, helicopters to drop water over top of it. And when I tell you... But because it's wind, hard. it's kind of like... Yeah, there's no telling where... There's no telling how far the fire is going to go, how fast it's going to spread. They got hurt. <laughs> Recently, actually, I, our president, um, President Trump, said that um, firefighters in California, they should have prevented this and they should have like, done more preventative measures. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, like, is that possible? Like, could they have done... Are there things that they could do to prevent, like, spreading of the fires? Or is it just kind of like he's talking out of his butt? Uh, There's nothing that you can do to prevent Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. All you can do is try to prepare for it. Okay. And it's obvious that they didn't have enough resources to be prepared for. You can't prepare for something that you don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Now, as far as 
military right uh, so like anytime you go out places you see like the military they're getting like the discounts they're being honored they're national heroes they're local heroes and and, and as they should be like i agree that they should yes. be but i don't think personally i don't think that we give the same appreciation or respect to firefighters and police officers and like because not only are you guys doing something on a, a local level like we just mentioned like the california ones yeah. but but the ones that the, the fires that happen here like you guys and this is something i just learned just now from you is that you guys are helping people who have been displaced you're helping animals who have been displaced which is huge and also like you guys are community leaders as well yes do you feel like you guys get the appreciation that you like in my opinion deserve uh yeah okay the city loves us yeah <laughs> the city loves the fire department that's one thing now as far as a lot of things that they don't know that we do that's something that could change mm -hmm. that just the awareness of what the philadelphia fire department does okay we, does a, we do a lot and a lot of people don't actually understand everything and like i think yeah <laughs> but it's, it's given because even before i got on the job i didn't understand that we did a lot yeah but there's a lot of little aspects that we do that get overlooked, but we still get a lot of love. That's good. That's good. I mean, it's, it's weird because like, again, like you're the first person who I know actually who successfully became like a firefighter. I don't think I know anybody else. Like none of my family members are firefighters. And if they are, if I know somebody, I do apologize, but I, I can't think of anybody that I know who is a firefighter. No. So I don't think this knowledge really is spread a lot either. I mean, granted, you said, like you said, you feel it, you feel the love from the yeah. city and everything. So, so people do know at least something that you guys are doing and they're putting it out there. But like, I think the, the average person, they don't know like the power that you guys have and like how much you're actually doing for us in the city. Yeah. Most people don't, don't ask, never realize that the fire department runs the ambulance. The ambulance Never knew that, that comes to your house when you call 911 mm -hmm. and say someone having a stroke. That's the fire department. So no wait. one actually look at the, the actual name on the ambulance that says fire department. They it never says look. That? Yes. I got to Google it. <laughs> no I one actually, I never look at it. Everyone that I talk to, they never, they never have it, even noticed it. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's crazy to me because, like, you see them all the time. You see the ambulance all the time. You see the fire trucks all the time, or the engines yeah. all the time. But you really don't like pay attention to it. and then i guess if you don't know somebody like nobody's gonna say like oh by the way that was a firefighter you know what i mean like yeah. that's and plus if you are in need of an ambulance that's like the last thing you are thinking about you know what i mean yeah. like who is driving it just get me to the hospital um do you have good relationships with people in hospitals like as far as like um er technicians and the more you go to the hospitals the more familiar you become with the staff mm -hmm. and sometimes it'd be good relationships sometimes it be a little iffy ones but for the most part everybody Treats everybody well. That's good. Now I have a question. This is kind of like a personal question. Um, I like watching TV, right? I'm uh, a big TV guy. Chicago Fire. I love Chicago Fire. <laughs> I love Station 19. I love 911. A lot of people, when they do, when they talk about things like publicly, like the doctors, they're always like, ER was full of it. Like, that's not real. <laughs> Can you please tell me that these firefighter shows are real? <laughs> Man, if they were real, mm -hmm. I would be amazed. <laughs> It's a lot of the time that the, yeah, they're amazing. Okay. Those shows are amazing. I, I never saw that many fires in one day, but those shows are amazing. <laughs> wow. It, it's funny because when I watch 911, like, I'm like, damn, they show more fires than the news do. Like, so I guess, the, okay, so it's like sensationalized for yes. like television. Yes. But like some of the terminology and stuff that they use or like the tactics that they use, are, are those real? Uh, <laughs> some of them are similar. Okay. Some of them are similar. 
for the most part, everything is dramatized. Yeah. Uh, to get this most excitement out of it ever. Like, we don't run into burning buildings with no masks or no gear on. <laughs> I actually just watched the episode where that stand, happened. Yeah, just stand in the fire and look left and right. It's hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just stand up in a fire. It's not that easy. Have you ever been inside of a burning building? Yes. How was that experience? It's dark. Okay. You can't see anything. If it's a good enough fire, you can't see anything. Uh, it's pitch black. You feel the heat. Mm-hmm. You definitely feel the heat. Uh, hotter up top, cooler down the bottom. So that's how we go when we go down low. And that's why they said, like, if you're in the fire, like, you're supposed to get down. Yes, like, stop. Get the- down because that heat will knock you out. And you don't want to breathe too much toxins that's in the smoke that's above. Yeah. So, yeah, when you go into a burning building, it's pitch black. You will see the light from the fire. And you put it out, it goes pitch black. Again. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the smoke from the fire and the toxins in the smoke. And while we're talking about TV shows, on the TV show, This Is Us. Um, this is a spoiler, so if you guys... I never watched the show. Are you, do you plan on watching it? <laughs> no. Okay, good, because this is a spoiler for it. <laughs> so the main character on the show, Jack, he went into like a fire to save a dog or whatever. Uh-huh. He wasn't a firefighter. He's just a regular guy. He went in to save the dog, and he was fine afterwards. Like There were no issues with him. He was cool. But then he went to the hospital and he died from ingesting like so much of the smoke and the toxins. So like to be realistic here, I know that's probably not always happening, but what are ways aside from like getting down low to avoid stuff like that? And obviously not going back into the building. Uh, to avoid dying from smoke inhalation. Yeah. Uh, get out as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Stay low, uh, cover your face up with something. So you don't breathe in the toxin. Because remember, the smoke, all it is is plastics and all types of carcinogens. Whatever's burning. Yeah, yeah. whatever's burning is just basically like it melts up and then turns into air. Well, not air technically, but like turns smoke, into yeah. Yeah, gases that you can breathe in, which is not good for Right. You. Wow. And, and that show, actually, this fire started from a crock pot. Like having a crock pot like plugged in like overnight. I mean, it's based... Like back in the day, so like, I okay. mean, I, I know that's probably not happening today like that because we nah, have like more. A lot of a lot of fires start from ovens, oven fires, uh, stove tops, people leaving the stove on, appliances on, just spark up. Mm-hmm. Anything can start a fire in, in, in today's society. Like most of the things that we have, uh, artificial materials. If they get to a certain temperature, mm-hmm. they ignite. So a lot of times, it's like little things that we never really look at, like the fabrics that we have on our bodies. Uh, all that stuff is flammable. Right. At the right temperature, it will light up on fire. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I learned something. This is like so, like I'm learning so much right now. Like this is, it's it's great, but it's also scary at the same time. Because like, like I saw somebody recently post on Facebook that like, their their house is like really cold because like you know the heat is like i mean the 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 temperature outside was like frigid it was yeah. it was really cold um and they were doing something where they opened their oven as like a second oh, heater yeah. that's a hood that's a hood tactic a to open people, your oven yeah a lot of people uh turn their ovens on to 500 degrees and just leave it open to heat up the house that's, does that work yeah it actually does but it also can cause fires because a lot of fires happen because of that. So, like, 
you open your oven because you want wanted to bring the heat out, which I okay, I understand that. And then how would the fire how does the fire start from that? It's many ways. Like mm-hmm. I said, once something a, a material catch too much oh, heat gotcha. okay. at ignite, uh you still have the gases and all that that's going on in the oven oven with that's not getting burnt off quicker than mm-hmm. uh it can go to another power source and get ignited. And that can start a whole fire right there. Wow. Speaking of um, being in the kitchen in a fire, I just thought about this. My first, like, interaction, in a sense, with fire was the movie Soul Food. Because I never <laughs> knew there was a difference between a gas fire and, like, an electric fire. Yeah. And I remember he, he turned, like, the, the stove on. He left something on the stove. It was a grease fire. Grease fire, yeah. yeah. He left something on the stove. So it's a grease, grease fire and... It's all types of fires. Okay. So anything can start a fire. <laughs> so with, on Soul Food, it was a grease fire. He left the... Uh, Oven mitt. Yeah, it was of a mitt or a mm-hmm. rag. He left it on the stove and it caught fire. Yeah. And it actually ignited the grease that they had on top of the fire, which you shouldn't put water on because it doesn't take out a grease fire. Yeah, and I remember they, they came in, they grabbed like water and threw it on there and yeah, it got like and bigger. Splashed. Yeah. Uh, what they say, water and oil don't mix? Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Oh, okay. That's where, <laughs> that's where it came from. <laughs> water and oil do not mix. Uh, and that wouldn't put out that grease fire. All it would do is just make the grease explode mm-hmm. and spread everywhere, like what happened in soul food. Uh, the best way, baking powder or extinguisher. Okay. Now that I have you here, like as far as like some fire safety tips, like what would you say to people? Like how, how was, what are the best ways to protect yourself? The best ways to protect yourself is by smoke detectors. Smoke detectors and fire extinguishers are very important to have mm-hmm. in your house. And uh, to know how to use a fire extinguisher, too. Yes. They're, they come pretty simple. You pull a plug, point, shoot, mm-hmm. sweep. Uh, CO detectors is also a major one because a lot of people get uh, CO poisoning and can die from Is CO. that like carbon monoxide? Yes. Okay. So CO detectors is also a big one to have as well because it's odorless. And you can't you can't smell it, so you won't know that it's happening until you get a headache, and then that's probably too late. Yeah, wow. So yeah. Also, if you have a a chimney, make sure you clean it out. Which most people in Philadelphia have chimneys, mm-hmm. we just don't know how to clean them. So in the basement, right next to the furnace, you'll see uh, it's like a cap that you can take off that leads all the way up to your your roof. Really? Yeah. Open it up. Clean it out. Most of the time, you have uh, dead animals that nest in there yeah. that might have had died. All that is fire starters. Oh, because so, if you light a fire and there's like a something in there, like that'll catch. Well, yeah, that if you had if uh, you have a chimney, the chimney is just basically like a stacked pipe that goes up to the roof, mm-hmm. and it was really for uh, the furnace that we have in our basements. And it, it goes, the uh, CO gases that come from out of the furnace, it goes up to, through the chimney out the house so you don't smell it. But most people don't clean it. So then it's blocking so, it. Yeah, it's blocking it. Coming right back to you. Coming back to you, CO poisoning. There you go. When I was younger, we would always have, like, birds in our fireplace. Like, like they would always, like, come down yeah, through, like, the, through the chimney, and they would just be... They would be alive, but they would be in the fireplace. And it was always kind of like, like, how do you get this out? 
I don't actually know how they got it out, but I do know they used to get it out. But I remember like hearing it, like the birds, like I'm hitting on like the glass thing yeah, to try yeah. to like get your attention or whatever. But so like, what would you do in that situation? Uh, uh, hire a chimney sweeper. Okay, I think that's what they probably do. Because <laughs> yeah, I can't see like sweeper. my parents like going in there and pulling the bird out. Yeah, they. Some people, I think they do it from the top. They have like a long broom that they just stick in the chimney to pull out. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think they got like now they have like a burning log that you can put in your uh, fireplace and light up, and it's supposed to uh, supposed to eliminate all the the buildup within it. That the, makes sense. Yeah, within the fireplace and everything. Now, this part of the show I like to call, like, what's next? So I'm just curious, like, with everything you have going on, being a firefighter, being an EMT, planning a wedding, being a photographer, like, what's coming up next for you? What are you doing next? Uh, I'm about to start sticking my foot in real estate. Really? Yeah. Uh, I just passed my license for my, my test, national estate test. So looking for a broker to get under and learn the, the major ropes with. But real estate is definitely the key for me right now. Wow. Wow. He's so multifaceted. When we met in, like, Vegas, like, there were, it was, it was five of us, right? And everyone, like, for the most part, didn't really know each other that well. And then, like, we all, like, met each other and got to know each other and stuff like that. And Tom was one of the guys that I actually didn't know. And, like, everything that he was saying on that trip, I'm like, this makes so much sense. I want to do this. I want to learn this. And then I remember <laughs> uh, as far as we were leaving some bar or something like that and we were walking through one of the hotel rooms and aside from me you're the only other person who wanted to stop into the store like lush oh yeah yeah and and granted we we, on that story we were a little intoxicated (laughs) but i'm like this is cool i like this guy so much tony i really really appreciate you coming today thank you um i end every show with like adding like a puzzle piece right so like I, i think we're all in these different industries and we're all doing these different things in the world so we like we have something to add to like this this worldwide puzzle. Okay. So if and I want people who hear this show, like I want people if they're like thinking about a new career to to be able to listen to this show, or if they're young and they're not sure where they want to go or whatever, like I want them to hear this show and I want it to work for them. So if you had to come up with what you would say is your puzzle piece to life, what would you say that would be? Uh, my puzzle piece to life, I would say keep at everything because anything is accomplishable. Hmm. I like that. Ladies I and gentlemen. That up. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. It was good. I liked it. I liked it. Tone, can you give them your, your social media pages? Uh my photography page is picture me blue, B L U without the E. And Facebook, uh my website is www.pitchermeblue.com. Uh Gmail is picture me blue at gmail.com. Everything is picture me blue good. without the E. Okay. Keep it simple. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Antonio Smith, Philadelphia firefighter. Thank you once again for coming in, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been another edition of Industry Friends.